Hi everyone! Thanks for joining us for another Peter's Children's Story. This week's story, Penelope is Jealous, is another story that will help us to think correct thoughts. As always, if you hear the title of a hymn or a line from a hymn in the story, be sure to email us your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first one with the correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winners were Mackenzie and Merritt Pack of Concord, California, who emailed us with the correct answer, Grace Greater Than Our Sin, from the story Penelope the Talebearer. So let's hear it for the Pack sisters. Pip, hip, hooray! By the way, if you haven't yet listened to that story, be sure to, or you can listen to any of the other ones like Pearson Peters Takes a Car or Penelope Peters Tells a Lie. All ones I think you'll enjoy. Now let's settle back and listen to this week's story, Penelope is Jealous. It was a Saturday morning and Penelope and Mama Peters were out shopping. They were on the hunt for birthday presents for Charlotte and Bethany Hathaway, the twin sisters who were chums with Penelope and whose birthday party she would attend later that afternoon. They stopped first in the toy section where Mama Peters pointed to various options. How about a little doll or even building blocks? What about race cars? You love race cars, Penelope. Penelope could only scrunch up her nose and shake her head. I don't think so, Mama. Charlotte and Bethany have, like, all that stuff. After a couple of more minutes of looking, Penelope spotted the jewelry at the end of the aisle. Why not get them a charm bracelet? Mama Peters walked over and looked at the price tag. Penelope, sorry, no, these are just too costly. But can't we spend a little more since they're twins? Mama Peters looked thoughtful as she stood silently and looked back and forth between Penelope and the bracelets. You know, I don't mind stretching the budget. So yes, we'll go ahead and get each of them a charm bracelet. Penelope took her time to choose what she thought each of the girls would like and finally decided on a sparkly blue bracelet with three charms on it for Charlotte. She couldn't help but be enthralled by each of the charms, one of which was a tiny chocolate chip cookie with brown sparkles for the chocolate chips. Another charm was a miniature baby with a pink bow in her blonde hair. And the last one was a gray elephant with sparkly blue eyes. She chose a bright purple one for Bethany, which also had three charms. She was enchanted with the charm that was a mini gumball machine with tiny gumballs that clattered against the sides. And she felt like brushing her teeth with a toothbrush charm that had actual bristles. The third charm was a cluster of green grapes with shiny green lacquer. She didn't know which one she liked best. All Penelope knew is that both of them were so fun and cute. And of course, she sort of wished she could have those charms for her own bracelet. Mama, she started nervously, could I get a new charm for my bracelet? Not this time, Penelope, Mama responded, but maybe someday soon. Having made their purchase, Mama Peters and Penelope got in the car and started for home. As she drove, Mama Peters chatted with Penelope about the birthday party in a few hours. Are you excited for Charlotte and Bethany's party? Oh, yes, Penelope responded enthusiastically, especially because we're swimming in November. Mama Peters, how are we not going to freeze to death? Mama quietly chuckled <laughs> and replied, Pen, you're such a goofball. I'm sure you'll have a great time. Later that afternoon, on the drive over to the party, Mama Peters went over birthday party etiquette with Penelope. Now remember, after you enter, 
make sure to immediately greet Mr. and Mrs. Hathaway and greet your friends. And whatever is served, remember to eat it with joy, even if you don't prefer it. Penelope nodded in agreement, figuring that whatever was served was probably going to be delicious anyway. Mama Peters turned down the street where the twins lived and pulled up in front of a large gray house Penelope thought looked more like a mansion than a house. The front yard was one long manicured stretch of lush green grass surrounded by maple trees, cherry trees, and various shrubs. Penelope couldn't stop staring at the house, which also had a huge front portico. Mama Peters stopped the car, and Penelope stepped out with her backpack, which contained her swimsuit and towel, slung over her shoulder. She straightened her pink party dress and grabbed the gift bags holding the bracelets from the back seat. Mama Peters, who was pregnant with her own set of twin girls, walked, well, it was more like a duck's waddle, with Penelope to the front door. As she rang the front bell, Penelope exclaimed, This house is ginormous! Mama Peters put her finger to her lips, shh, as the door opened. Charlotte and Bethany both heartily welcomed them. Hi, Penelope and Mrs. Peters, come on in. Mrs. Hathaway, who was standing behind the girls, greeted Mama Peters warmly. Hi, I'm Mrs. Hathaway, it's lovely to meet you. After the introductions were over, Mrs. Hathaway pointed at Mama Peters' big pregnant belly and said, we are so excited to hear that you're having twin girls. To which Mama Peters responded, Oh, thanks. We're excited too. Would you like to stay for the party? Mrs. Hathaway asked. Oh, thanks, but I need to get home. I'll be back to pick up Penelope in a couple of hours. Penelope hugged Mama Peters goodbye and ran off with Charlotte and Bethany and the other giggling girls. If Penelope thought the house was amazing from what she saw on the outside, her mind was blown by what it looked like on the inside. Charlotte and Bethany proudly showed off their house to the other girls in attendance. Penelope counted six bedrooms, seven bathrooms. Who needs seven bathrooms, she thought. A sitting room, a kitchen, a mudroom, a dining room, a living room, and a library. After Penelope didn't think she could be any more stunned and amazed by the house than she already was, Charlotte and Bethany led the girls to the crown jewel of the house, an indoor swimming pool. That explained how they wouldn't freeze to death and could have a birthday pool party in November. The expansive windows in the pool room allowed everyone to see the outside where the dark and gloomy clouds had gathered on a brisk November day. But inside, inside, it was warm and toasty enough to swim in a heated pool. Charlotte and Bethany pointed out a dressing room where all the girls could change into their suits. The girls needed no prodding. They all ran into the dressing rooms and Penelope excitedly changed into her bright blue bathing suit with yellow polka dots. Outside the dressing room, Mrs. Hathaway stood holding a basket of tool toys and beckoned the girls. Okay, ladies, welcome to the birthday party. We are so excited to have you. We do have a couple of pool rules though. Please do not dive except off the diving board into the deep end. Please don't pull each other underwater because that's really dangerous. And if you need to go to the bathroom, please, please do not use the pool. That's disgusting to even think about. The girls tittered among themselves. <laughs> there are a couple bathrooms over there by the dressing room. So swim for a while, and afterward there will be some festivities. Without hesitation, the girls grabbed some pool toys and jumped into the pool. They popped corn between plain Marco Polo, Sitting in the attached hot tub, 
and playing the mermaid's game. When swim time was over, the girls hopped out of the pool and changed back into their party clothes. As they all stood around chatting together, Emily Johnson exclaimed, Bethany and Charlotte, this is the greatest party ever. Thanks for inviting us. Heather nodded in agreement and added eagerly, you guys have the nicest house ever. The twins politely thanked them for their compliments and led the partygoers into the dining room where Mrs. Hathaway had a gigantic spread of delicacies on the table. There were platters of chicken tenders with ranch, steaming French fries with ketchup, miniature pizzas, pigs in a blanket, which were Penelope's favorite, mini sliders, fruit skewers, and a veggie platter, from which Penelope had no intention of eating anything. Suffice it to say, Penelope did not love veggies. The girls all loaded their plates with mountains of food and began to stuff themselves. Penelope bowed her head and silently prayed a prayer of thanksgiving for the food. Penelope bowed her head and silently prayed a prayer of thanksgiving for the food. As the girls finished up, Mrs. Hathaway came in carrying a large cake in the shape of a mermaid. The mermaid's tail was exquisitely covered in greenish-blue frosting, and her red hair had been piped so realistically that it was hard to remember it was frosting and not hair. There were seven candles brightly lit on one side and seven candles on the other side. Mrs. Hathaway led the girls in a rousing rendition of Happy Birthday, and Charlotte and Bethany blew out the candles. The girls all clapped and watched as Mr. Hathaway entered the room carrying a tray with several different ice cream flavors. Each of the girls had their choice of flavors, and Mr. and Mrs. Hathaway scooped mounds of ice cream into brightly colored bowls. Penelope glanced at the heaping pile of perfectly wrapped presents on the table and correctly guessed that it was gift time next. She watched as the girls opened packages of pretty dresses and dolls and felt a touch sheepish as the twins opened her two meager bracelets. Even though Mama Peters had spent more than she really wanted to on the gifts, Penelope was still slightly embarrassed when she compared her gifts to the others. But if Bethany and Charlotte thought the bracelets were cheap, they didn't let on, and both girls thanked her enthusiastically. Penelope quietly muttered, You're welcome, and watched as Mr. and Mrs. Hathaway wheeled in two state-of-the-art bright blue mountain bikes. It was crazy how shiny and new they looked. The twins must have thought so too, because they both cheered wildly, and embraced their parents. With the two-hour party nearly over, the girls began to pack up and prepared to leave. The doorbell rang and a couple of the moms and Mama Peters filtered in. After a brief conversation with Mr. and Mrs. Hathaway, Mrs. Peters beckoned Penelope, who gave hugs all around, thanked everyone for the lovely party, and started for the car. On the ride home, Mama Peters observed, that looked like quite a party. I love their decor. And wow, was that a lot of balloons for a first grader's party. Penelope was too busy digging through her gift bag to concentrate on what Mama was saying. Her eyes doubled in size as she took out the two colors of nail polish, a pair of flip sequin socks, and a big package of multicolored gumballs. She pulled out each item, showing them to Mama, one at a time, who responded with surprise. Oh my, they really went all out. Well, Mama, they have lots of money, Penelope answered. Pen, how do you know that? Did you see the size of their house? It was huge. I did, Mama responded, and it was extremely generous of them to throw such an extravagant party and to lavish everyone with all those favors. Yeah, Penelope took a deep breath. But it wasn't like the best party ever.
a slight edge creeping into her voice. I mean, Emily and Heather don't know everything. Why, whatever do you mean, Pen? Mama Peters asked. Well, Emily said it was the best party ever. And Heather said the twins had the nicest house ever. How would Heather know that? I mean, has she ever been to the White House? Pen, you sound rather snotty and ungrateful. Didn't you enjoy the party? I, I, I guess, Penelope's voice trailed off. She had had such a good time, but wasn't sure why she suddenly felt like she hadn't had a good time. Mama Peter seemed concerned. Did something happen to make you act the way you are right now? Well, they aren't Christians, Mama. They don't even pray before they eat. But did that really spoil your time? I mean, you can pray before you eat and still be a good witness. And maybe we should invite them to church. Have you thought of that? In fact, I think that's a great idea. I am going to call Mrs. Hathaway right now and invite them to church tomorrow and over for lunch afterward. Penelope's face flushed and she began to plead with Mama Peters. Oh, no, Mama. I I'm pretty sure they said they're busy tomorrow anyway. Well, Penelope, I'm not sure why you're being so ornery, but I'm going to call them. Penelope knew better than to argue with Mama Peters, who had already made up her mind. She waited until the engine was turned off and walked into the house, anxiety filling her heart. Hey, Pen! Pearson shouted as she walked into the house. He was on the floor of the den playing with building blocks. Hey, Penelope replied hesitantly. You gotta tell me, are they as rich as Finn says? He says their house is a mansion. Does it have a bowling alley? And I heard it has a movie theater too. No, it doesn't have anything like that. And it wasn't that great. Penelope answered crossly. Man, what's with you? Pearson asked unhappily. Sorry, Piers. I don't know. I'm just, I, I guess I'm just sick of everyone talking about how great they are. And now Mama Peters wants to have them to church and lunch tomorrow. Well, that's cool, Pearson said optimistically as he placed the top block on his building. Penelope caught a glimpse of the pictures on the fireplace mantel and discovered that they were covered in a coat of dust. She grabbed some disinfecting wipes and began cleaning them. She rushed around wiping every spot she could, pulling books from the shelves and dusting underneath the books and any other dust she observed on the tables and furniture. She could hear Mama Peters in the other room on the phone with Mrs. Hathaway, making plans for the next day. She continued her feverish cleaning and pulled out the vacuum to clean the floors. What are you doing, Nellie? Daddy Peters queried as he walked into the room. Oh, hi, Daddy, Penelope answered glumly. Hey, what kind of greeting is that? I haven't seen you all day. How'd the party go? Penelope, her voice edgier than she meant it to be, answered sharply. It was just like any other party. It doesn't really matter. Mama Peters, who had finished her phone call to Mrs. Hathaway, sauntered into the room just in time to hear Penelope's short-tempered retort. You don't sound very respectful, Penelope, she remarked. No, you don't, Daddy Peters chimed in. I'm sorry, Daddy. It just... I'm kind of sick of talking about the party. I've been to lots of parties. And anyway, I think a scooter would have been much better and cooler than a bike. I don't know what you're talking about, Penelope, but I think you might want to change your attitude. However, I do like that you're trying to help Mama Peters by cleaning some. That's kind of you. Is that what's putting you in a bad mood? All the work? Daddy inquired. I'm not in a bad mood, Daddy. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to help. Penelope, I do love the help, 
because I can really use it, especially right now. But I think we need to stop and talk. So come on into the kitchen. Daddy Peters and Mama's eyes met as Mama led Penelope into the kitchen where they sat down at the table. Now something happened at that party that really didn't set well with you, Mama started. But the more I've been thinking about it, the more I realized it's something in your heart that happened. And I would like to know what. Mama Peters was looking Penelope square in the eyes as she began the discussion. I don't know, Mama. She sighed. I was having a good time. But then all the girls kept saying how great the party was and how great the house was and stuff. And they brought all these super nice gifts. And I should never have gotten them these stupid bracelets. They were already, well, they were already wearing bracelets when I got there. They have everything. And when we were eating, Heather said it was the best food she ever had. But that wasn't true because she said that about your food when she was here, which is way more true anyway. And your food is the best ever. So what a liar Heather is. It bothered you that other people were complimenting them then? Is that what the problem is? You didn't like to hear good things about them? Penelope took another deep breath. No, it's it's not that. I, 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 uh, I, it's just, I, I don't even know. It's, it's just so much. Oh, so you're okay if other people say kind things, but not too many kind things. I don't know, Mama. And you were embarrassed by the gift you brought because maybe you didn't think it was expensive enough or that they already had enough stuff? Were you self-conscious because you didn't think the twins would appreciate the bracelets? I guess, I guess, Penelope mumbled softly and then spoke up. But Heather is a liar. She really did say that about your food. Is it possible that she could have forgotten or even changed her mind or just been excited in the moment? I guess, but it was irritating. Oh, Penelope, darling. I think that your bones have rotted. Huh? Penelope stared at Mama Peters, completely stumped by her statement. Your bones, they have rotted, like a squishy brown banana that is covered in fruit flies. You know how sometimes our bananas in our fruit bowl on the table go bad, and they get all brown, and then they turn black, and they're squishy and soft, and nobody wants to eat them? Well, that's what I'm talking about. Your bones are rotten because of jealousy. Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart gives life to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Envy is very similar to jealousy. But maybe you had a little of both. You see, envy is wanting something you can't have. And jealousy... But I'm not jealous, Mama, Penelope interrupted. Not so fast, Penelope. Take a second to ponder it. You may not want what the twins have, but you don't want them to have it either. When that happens, bitterness and resentment take over. You might have wished for a house like Bethany and Charlotte's so that you could be the recipient of all the compliments and praise. And on top of that, you certainly didn't think they deserved all the accolades like Heather and Emily were giving them. Like, oh, this is the best house ever, or this is the best food ever. You didn't think they deserved that. Penelope began to cry softly and acknowledge the truth of what Mama was saying. It's true, Mama Peters. I was kind of jealous. My precious girl, it is so easy to fall into jealousy. 
And believe it or not, adults get jealous all the time too. They do? Penelope asked incredulously. But, but I don't know how not to feel what I feel. To be honest, Penelope, sometimes we really can't change the way we feel immediately. But we can change the way we think, and that will eventually change what we feel. So, for example, when Heather says, This is the nicest house ever, instead of you being angry, you could have simply forced yourself to say the truth. This house is very nice. Because you know it is a nice house. You thought so, right, Penelope? Yes, Mama, you're right. And instead of thinking Heather is a liar, you could have thought, well, the food was really good, and it's okay for people to like lots of different foods. And lastly, instead of thinking about how small your gift was, it would be better for you to have thanked the Lord for the money to even give a gift and realize that the Bible says it's so much better to give than receive. So it's never about the gift, but about the heart of the giver. As Penelope considered all that Mama had just said, her face brightened as she deliberately changed her thoughts. Bethany and Charlotte's house was really nice, and the food was super delicious, and it had been so fun to pick out the bracelets for them. Mama Peters, I'm sorry for being jealous, and not just being rotten on the inside, but acting like a rotten banana on the outside, too. Would you forgive me? Well, of course. Mama Peters nodded and hugged Penelope. You need to talk to Daddy and Pearson, too, I think. I will. But I also have to clean the bathrooms, Penelope said, getting up from the table. Hey, Pen, hold on a sec. I think I know why you're cleaning so much. Penelope's face flushed as she meekly asked, Why? I think you're embarrassed that they're coming over tomorrow when our house is smaller than theirs. At that precise moment, Penelope knew Mama Peters could read her mind. How did she know that? Well, sorta, Penelope answered ruefully. Pen, we aren't trying to impress people or make them think we're better than we are. There will always be someone who has a bigger house than ours, or more than we have, or even less than we have. If you don't learn how to be content with what the Lord has given you and to find your security in Christ, then you'll always be trying to impress people and make them think you're better than you are, and it will only get worse as you get older. Penelope had already sensed that her frantic cleaning was probably not a result of her wanting to help, but because of selfishness, and so she was quick to confess it. She apologized to Daddy Peters and Pearson and set to work in true service by helping to prep the food for Sunday and cleaning the house. As she cleaned, she sang one of her favorite hymns, This is my father's world, and to my listening ears all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. And you know, her heart felt light and she felt so much better. The next day, Church with the Hathaways was fantastic. Bethany and Charlotte loved the Sunday school class and asked if they could come again. Mr. and Mrs. Hathaway seemed truly interested in the service. At lunchtime, Penelope noticed that the twins were both wearing their charm bracelets, which positively thrilled her. And guess what else the twins did that delighted Penelope? Yep, they gobbled down seconds of Mama Peter's fried chicken and praised her cooking. Mrs. Hathaway even asked for Mama's dessert recipe. After finishing lunch and helping to clear the table, Penelope and the twins played with dolls for the rest of the afternoon. As they played, Charlotte and Bethany expressed just how much they had enjoyed spending the day with the Peters family. 
Penelope, this has been so much fun. Thanks for having us over. And your mom is a great cook. For about a nanosecond, Penelope recalled her bitterness and jealousy from the day before. But this time, she responded with thankfulness and humility. Thanks. I'll tell her. Hi there. Welcome to Grandmom's Corner. What a story. Have you ever been embarrassed because your house isn't as nice as your friend's house is? And you didn't want to invite them over because you compared their house to yours and you were ashamed? Don't be jealous of the things they have, but be grateful for what God has provided for you and your family. Let's see what 1 Corinthians 13.4 says about love and jealousy. Here it is. Love is patient, love is kind, and is not jealous. And by the way, does your friend only want to come to play with you because you have a really nice house with lots of toys and gadgets? If someone is truly your friend, they'll want to come hang with you and spend time with you because they're your friend. Remember what a good time Charlotte and Bethany had with Penelope? They didn't care about the size of her house. They wanted to spend time with her. So make your house a place where your friends want to visit. Be friendly and gracious. There's a great verse in 1 Peter 4.9 that I'll read to you. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. In other words, being hospitable means to be welcoming and warm. And don't complain about it. When Penelope compared her house to the twins' house, she grumbled and griped because she didn't want them to come over and see her small house. But when she began to think correct thoughts, she helped Mama Peters get the house ready for their guests. She forgot about herself and ended up having a grand time with the twins. We hope you join us next week for another story about the Peters children. Bye for now.